0: Permission to board,
2: please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship?
0: This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA.
2: All right, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. As always, you can subscribe to this on iTunes. It has its own Permission Granted iTunes feed. It's also available on the normal DA Show iTunes feed, Although last week, that stuff got mixed up. So hopefully this week we have ironed out the kinks here. So Mraz joins me now. And last week, this was on the DA show feed, but not the PGP feed, because as you admitted on the air today, you simply forgot to click a button. Uh, Yes,
1: there's a button when uploading that says, um, you know, make it public, if you will, as opposed to private. I failed to click the public button. you were in Tampa mode. I was. I should have clicked it. However, the real problem is I double-check with the podcast because I usually tweet them out the moment they're up. And I never got a chance to double-check because we are so understaffed here in the middle of construction. And when this Rick Patino news came out for that press conference, everything fell on me to gather sound. And I had a million people in Rome and everybody asking me for stuff that it neglected my duties to the DA show, mm. which I have brought to the attention of the bosses. And I think is a big problem here. I think we're very uh, we're understaffed. And you I don't brought think this I'm, up? I've brought it up and I've been basically told there's nothing we can do. Mm. This is part of your job. Well, how can I do my job, which is to the DA show, when breaking stuff comes up and it's just simply not enough time in the day?
2: Mm. So that's not great. No. Well, so it was up. It was recorded. It just wasn't on the PGP feed. This one will be. Well, for sure. If it's not, I think that's a fireball offense. (laughs) So a couple of other things here. Um, You returned back from Tampa. To a delicious gift from our buddy Pens, Mark Penzner, good friend of mine from college, and he's been a, a lifelong friend since then. He was my color analyst when I called play-by-play for the Flag football games, better than Tony Romo, my dad. And he asked you to be a celebrity picker as part of his um, his buddies. I guess it's his friends and family. They they have a a, a pick-em league. Pick'em league right yeah, pick up league and they have a celebrity picker every week and there's some thematic stuff that gets thrown in I there I set
1: the board I give them the games we're going to pick that whole deal with some juicy nuggets funny nuggets
2: Did you, you write was... it or record it
1: Oh I just I wrote it I you know what I was going to reinvent the wheel with some kind of video I said it's my first time I don't want to screw anything up if I get welcome back to the well I would raise my game So
2: well I've done this before and I received no gift but you did Interesting it. And you received a gift. Pens went out of his way, and uh, he got you a couple of deep-dish pizzas, huh?
1: Yeah, and he did not have to do that. I did not do this looking for a guest uh, gift, but I happened to be away. You texted me while I was in Tampa. Hey, Pens told me he sent you a gift. I know you're away. Is there anybody home that could put what he got you you know, in a freezer? And I was like, oh, boy. So I texted my wife. I said, you're going to see a package. It's going to be from a name you don't recognize Take whatever. I have no idea what's in it for the freezer. She opens it up, calls me. She goes, you got a couple deep dish pizzas here from Chicago. I said, what? I said, well, don't you go eating them this weekend while I'm not there. And yeah. I came home, opened up the freezer last night. A couple big boys in there. Really big boys. And I think I'm going to have to chow down for a little football this weekend.
2: How about maybe tonight over the Yankee game?
1: I didn't think of that. Although I've already prepared a stuffed chicken breast okay. for tonight. But, you know, if the Yankees win... I got a Yankee game Friday at five o'clock. Maybe that's when the pizza goes down—a little pizza Friday.
2: Yeah, I want to know how this is because I know you are. Um, I will take plenty of pictures. You're loyal to New York style pizza. But yeah,
1: but I'm not. I'm I'm pro pizza in general. Sure. So I'm not going to turn my. Good my, to hear that you're not anti pizza. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't view Chicago pizza and New York pizza in the same light, if mm. you will. Chicago pizza deep dish is more like a casserole. It's like a pizza casserole. So I'm not eating that thinking I'm comparing this to New York pizza. I'm eating it thinking it's a completely different type of food. It's true. I really like Chicago deep dish.
2: I'm a big fan.
1: I hope that I hope this heats well, if you will, because it is frozen. Yeah. You know what I
2: mean? Yeah. I think I'm I'm I think it will. So uh yeah, Penn said uh text me, he goes, do you think that Mraz would like a couple of deep dishes? I'm like, Oh my god, he'll love that. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? So, uh, yeah, I would, I would hate pizza, deep dish pizza <laughs> sent to me. So he said this, so then he, so then he, he was listening to the show and the podcast. I was like, "Uh Oh, I've already sent them out. And Moraz is going to be in Tampa. He's <laughs> like, is, is anybody going to be there? And I was like, Ooh, I thought it was just going to be Moraz and Berman and your buddies. But then I'm like, Oh, but he mentioned that a bunch of his family's going to be there and that your dad and mom were going to be there. I'm like, Oh, maybe Danielle went as well. So I'm like, uh, Maybe the landlord can put it in somewhere, so luckily Danielle is home.
1: Luckily Danielle didn't go, so we, were, we got away with that. I am pumped to eat these. I will take plenty of pictures, and the best part is when Penn sent the label, he labeled it as Long Island Flag Football, and he didn't put my real last name. He put Moraz, my show name, <laughs> so the mailman must have been looking at this. Like, are they running a flag football operation out of this apartment, and who's this Meraz?
2: I At first, I was a little nervous because I, I knew that a lot of your family was going down there, but then I realized, well— You only live six houses away from your family, so if, like, one of your sisters didn't go to the football game, she could bring it. It would not have been a big big deal. We basically have a compound on that block. Somebody could have (laughs) took care of it.
1: The more of a problem would have been somebody eating it without me. It's like a gated
2: community. (laughs) You could have asked anybody. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, uh, well, okay, something from the show today. I I totally threw Bilotti off on the show today. You did. uh, And by today, we're referencing Tuesday, if you're listening. Tuesday, uh, Tom Petty was uh, announced – have passed away overnight. Uh, Obviously there's complications yesterday on Monday, whether it was on life support, all that type of stuff. So today we got the news and I I wanted to play, I knew we couldn't play petty coming out of every break, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to play at least one petty song and, and the waiting is one of my favorite uh, petty songs. And there's a lyric in there that I talked about that I think is just very significant in this time period that we're living in. Uh, And so we go to break. I teased it, and I I didn't know when to set it up. I was going to do a top of the eleven. Then I didn't know. Then we had Will Brinson. So then I was like, okay, we'll do this uh, instead of the cut line. So I had not alerted. I, I was so feverish today about studying for Rick Flair. Rick Flair, right? So all of my free time was about what do I ask Rick Flair because I really wanted to to hit that out of the park. And then it it just fell between the weight uh, between the cracks. I had not told. Bilotti, what what song I want. And by the way, Bilotti went out of his way
1: to have six songs ready, saying at any point if DA wants Tom Petty, which is hysterical because Bilotti was prepared for something he like was.
2: this. And then I threw, uh, during the last commercial break, he's like, what do you need what song do you want? And he listed all of them. I go, no, nah, I need the waiting. Oh. And he's like... And I just see the the frustration on Milani's Because this is the last segment of the show. He does two shows, by the way, Gio and Jones and yeah. you.
1: And you can't hear him on the other side of the glass. And I was telling him the whole time, I go, Pete, he's going to want some off-the-wall song that you don't have there yeah. because that's DA. And he goes, no, he won't. He'll do, he'll do right by me. And the moment you said <laughs> the waiting, he pounded the thing. And he goes, he needs some obscure song from 1979. And he was cursing up a story. It was classic Pete, who has no arms on his chairs after the Trash Tuesday. And I just, I was laughing because I was like, I knew that was going to happen, Pete. Yeah. I've worked with Da too long to know he's not going with running down a dream
2: here. I know.
1: He's like Brinson just talked about running down a dream. Just do it already. Enough. I
2: know. I totally threw him off. So then I need the waiting, and we come back for break, and he does have it. I mean, that, that's why I know I could always count on Pete. Well, what he did was he instead
1: of having it like in our system, he actually played that little. Peel back the curtain. He played that right off YouTube onto the air.
2: I figured that was the easiest way to do it,
1: and he did it. But his biggest fear was he was unfamiliar with the song. He has me scrambling to check the lyrics to make sure there's not a curse in yeah, there. I don't think there's
2: many petty songs that. And are that's what I was cold. trying to tell
1: him. He goes, he goes. Well, we got to be careful because he's going to come down on us. And then, uh, and he was freaking out. So I'm reading the lyrics as quick as I can. I'm like, I don't see an S bomb or anything. And that's just after Ric Flair had cursed a couple times. Pete was very high-strung, but we got it done.
2: So we got it done. That's it's why just I, funny the chaos that goes
1: around just bumping back with a simple song.
2: I know people would have no idea on the other side listening, like, that it's total chaos. But uh, but Bilotti did great. Uh, he always rises to the occasion. And I put you guys in a bad spot, but I didn't know because Ric Flair today dropped a BS twice. And Rapid fire. Yeah, I just asked him about his claim that he had slept with 10,000 women. And uh, he was describing how he came to that number and said, you know, I, I was going to say this number, but you would say it's BS. But he said, bull bleep. And then he said, I would come to this number, but you would say that it's BS. So I did some round, uh, you know, I did some round estimation or whatever, and he came up with 10,000. And so the way that the the delay works, are we on a 10-second delay or 7-second? We are actually
1: on a 30-second delay. Oh, it's a full 30. Full 30, but we have three 10-second dump options within that 30. Okay,
2: so the way that this works is what I am saying in real time is 30 seconds delayed the, by the time you hear it. That way, if somebody like Ric Flair says, that's BS, and he drops it, or like our Garfunkel dropped the, an SH, we drop that once, that drops 10 seconds of air time, and then now we have a twenty-second delay, and now it has to build back up. But it takes right. a long time because if you could imagine, if you just drop ten seconds of airtime, and then you have to build back up another ten seconds, it can't be audible to the ear that you're you're kind of stretching out the audio to kind of catch back up. So right subtly it sound if you were listening on the radio, like you would be talking in slow
1: motion, but you don't really pick up on it because it's very subtle to build up. It's so
2: subtle you could never even pick it up. So we have three of those. Well. In rapid succession, he drops another one. So now we're down to a 10-second delay. Right. And once you have to hit it the third time, we're in live time. And if he curses, we don't have that option until it
1: built back up at least 10 seconds.
2: Yeah. And we're screwed. So if he drops three straight curses and we keep him on the air, then we're in real time. And if he drops another curse there, then we have an FCC violation. Right. So he dropped two. And this now causes somewhat of a frantic panic behind the glass. I'm sweating.
1: And Pete, for as good as Pete is, he doesn't handle these situations well. And Pete's trying to enjoy the interview because Ric Flair is like one of his idols. And now he's cursing and causing Pete all this discomfort. And Pete's looking up the clock. And we have this big screen to the left of us that shows us how the delay is building back up. And we were just like looking at Like it got to 18. And then it got to 19. Like we, It's got to get to 20 here in case he curses again. And it was almost like when the New Year's ball drops and you're counting it down, we're looking over, and he's freaking out. He's like, just listen. I'll look at the clock. Just listen. He wanted to make sure he didn't curse again. It was pandemonium behind the glass. All is it's being a very interesting interview. And then one of you guys,
2: I, I don't know who it was, told me, get off of this question.
1: That was Pete. <laughs> Pete didn't enough. Move
2: on. Get him away from something he's not going to curse about. Yeah, so. Uh, then I, so then I asked him what his favorite uh, match was all the time. I right. figured it, you know if he's talking about Ricky Steamboat, he's not going to exactly be cursed.
1: Right. But as per CBS Sports Radio rules, and, not, and these aren't FCC rules. These are just rules requested by our boss. If a guest or, let's say, a caller curses a second time, they want us to get the guest off the air, say goodbye because of that panic situation we were in. Yeah. But we knew... We're not going to cut Ric Flair off. I mean, the no. man just dodged death a month ago. Yeah. Nobody's really spoken to him. Like we have one of the very rare interviews with Ric Flair. We have to keep it going, so we just said, "Okay, we've dumped twice. Let's hope he doesn't curse again." We're going to roll the dice here, but we didn't relay this to you. So when you came back the next segment, or uh, talking about how many times he just cursed, me and Peter looking at each other like, "You got to be kidding me!" Because our boss listening back there is hearing the dumps. He's not hearing. You know, the curses and everything. So he has no idea how many times we dumped. Yeah. So now he's hearing you discuss how many times we dumped. And we're like, (laughs) now we're going to get a call that he's angry that we kept Ric Flair on the air. It was just a
2: total ridiculous chaos. Well, the best part about all of this is that if you just watch the show, we don't have the web stream on delay. It's just the raw feed. So you get to hear what Art Garfunkel dropping an SH or uh, Ric Flair dropping a BS twice. You get to hear it. I guess web stream synced up with the FCC.
1: is just they, they haven't come to that far in technology. No FCC for That's the what I'm saying. Like, at some point you would think with the way web streams are built and the way they keep growing, that there's going to eventually have to be some sort of violation well, code I mean, associated with them, it's right? Not
2: really because there is no license to be on the internet. True. There's only a license if you want to buy a radio station to use public airwaves. The internet, you can post whatever, you know, Smut you want. I guess it's true. On Instagram you could curse up a storm, right? And you'd only
1: get flagged if somebody reports you.
2: Yeah, and that's an Instagram. That's their that's their overreaching. We want this to be a safe zone. But on Twitter, I mean there's porn all over it. Yeah. There you can curse and whatever. And um, you know, and those again are organizations, but on the internet there is no organization that you have to abide by this if you don't want to. So our web stream just exists like CBS doesn't want it to be crude. Right. But if it happens
1: to be Yeah, I mean I mean if it really their assumption is it won't be crude because it's taking a radio show that's not crude. Right. But if our Garfunkel or Rick Flair want to come by and drop an SH,
2: well, it's it's there. It's there. anything <laughs> about it. It's it's there. So <laughs> um so one more thing before we get out of here. Um you talked about Rich Ackerman on last week's podcast having a dream about you. Yes, so creepy. And uh, Ack and is a guy who is like a numbers savant. He's just like always about specific dates and numbers. He is uh, manic about dates and numbers. Perfectly
1: simple. If you were born in the la- I guess he's like uh, mid-40s, I think. Okay. If you were born, let's say, within the last 38 years, he will ask you your birth date. You will give him your birth date, and he will tell you what day a week it was and what he did that day. Yeah. he, he Think about that. That's psychotic.
2: So, yeah, it's... Uh, he knew I was
1: born on a Wednesday, and I think
2: he was at Ground Round for lunch that day <laughs> or something. <laughs> we actually share a birth date, June 21st. Now, he's older than I am, but we share that. And uh, he brought that up to me once, and I totally forgot it. So, um, <laughs> it shows you how much that, that stuck with me. So, the other day... Dave Maranick, who is our assistant program director, right, goes, DA, I heard we share a birthday. And I go, really? He goes, and we share it with Rich Ackerman. I was like, you're June 21, too? He goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I forgot that Ack said this. I was like, oh, that's right. I was like, you're June 21, too? He goes, we are the same day. I'm exactly as old as you. Oh, wow. How about that? So that was mind-blowing to work with somebody that was born on the same day. And you, you to, entered planet Earth yeah. the same day. And so this is why this is a little bit weird. If you went to school with somebody in elementary school, middle school, high school, even college, you have this set of this is my peer. And so this peer group, yeah, I mean, we're all basically the same age. Oh, you, know, you just happen to be on you know my birthday. Right. I didn't meet Dave until I worked here, which was as of five years ago. So he was never in my life. And now to walk out of the ether and be like, oh, now we're the same age, same age exactly the day," is a little bit of a mind bleep. Because who would you say is older, me or him? Or would you say, no, you guys look exactly the same or, or appear exactly the same? I would think he's a little older than you. I thought that too. Now, Not by much. I was going to say, I, if I had to guess, he was two, three years older than you. So he's losing his hair a little bit. So maybe that's it. yeah, but he so do I look older than you? I'm bold that that's true. Um, so it's not necessarily that, but um, but if you just put us side by side, you'd be like, well, uh, Dave is losing his hair a little bit, D.A's not, so maybe he's a little bit older. but um, I think you're definitely a little more put together. You do your hair, you but, shine the teeth. but Dave, but Dave keeps
1: himself together too. he dresses well, he eats salads. I'm not saying he doesn't keep himself together, but something about he just looks more weathered. Maybe it's the stress of the job. I don't know. It just
2: does. So I thought that at first. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe that's maybe that's awful of me because maybe I look older than I think. So I, th- this whole thing has been very, very odd. Like, imagine. Well, some- you're, you're probably older than you realize you are. Uh, no, I'm not older than I realize. I think I'm older than other people assume. Okay. But, no, I mean, I'm 38 now, and there's no there's no getting around it. I'm two years 40. <laughs> I'm cooked. But, yeah, it, that kind of blew me away. And, of course, to circle back, the only reason
1: Dave knew this is because Ack went back yes. and had to tell me, you know, who else's birthday is June yes, 21st? Yes, exactly. So his birthday. He's got a database of everybody's birthday. It's amazing. Imagine having that. I, if it wasn't for Facebook,
2: I wouldn't even know my own family's birthday anymore. One thing, exactly. One thing you brought up last week that I wanted you to delve more into, Ack, First of all, I, I feel like people listening have to know Rich Ackerman. Rich Ackerman is the primary update anchor during afternoons here on CBS Sports Radio. Right. He he hasn't ever done them during our show, though, because we were originally overnights, and that was Schwartz. Then nights. A lot of Berman. Although the very last two weeks we were on nights, they shifted the schedule, and he would do like the first hour of our show. But he's always been afternoon. So now and now AC starts after us, so we have Bogish. So Axe's right. never been a really a part of our show. For years
1: it was Roman Gottlieb. Now it's Roman Tiki and Tyranny for ACK.
2: Yes, right. Um so, or and I guess yeah, right. Okay, that's exactly right. So um but AC, I mean, is all over CBS Sports Network on the TV side, and so I guess people should know it. call's big east
1: games for FS1. That's right.
2: So um
1: you wanted me to delve deeper into something.
2: Oh, yeah. Ack <laughs> was on Regis and Kelly looking to get a date? Yeah, I feel like this is a well-known story. How did I not know this? See, this didn't even dawn on me
1: that you would want us to go deeper into this on the on the PGP. A guy
2: from our network was on Regis and Kelly fishing for dates?
1: And this is before CBS Sports Radio even existed. So, if we want to go more behind the curtain here, yeah. Rich Ackerman... Lives near and attends the same gym as Regis <laughs> Philbin, and Regis, <laughs> being a big sports fan, and at the time, Ack worked for WFAN in New York as an update anchor. Ack obviously is going to recognize Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin, I guess, Ack has the nerve to go up to Regis Philbin and introduce himself, and Regis happens to know who Ack
2: is based on hearing him on the radio. They kindle some sort of friendship. We know that Philbin is a big, uh, I can't believe I said Philbin. Everybody knows him as Regis. Right. So. Philbin. So, uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, big Notre Dame fan and uh, big sports fan. Right,
1: exactly. They end up bonding, I guess, at the gym that they go to, and they end up either living in the same building or across the street. And they end up. Ack must be doing well if he's living in Regis's building. I mean, I think ack has got a little rent control situation. Like Regis in the penthouse up there. Ack <laughs> might be on the second floor by the laundry. Been in there since 72. Right. And it may not be the same but but it's very close and they share a gym. And <laughs> Regis, I guess, gets a lot of people to come up to him, but feels comfortable with Ack because he's a listener of WFA and knows him. So they've known him forever. And I guess Ack being Ack, who talks to everybody, must have told him years ago about ah, you know, I'm striking out my love life. Ack's still single, by the way. Um, and Regis said, I have an idea. Why don't we see if any of our show viewers would date you? Let's, let's do like, uh, you know, I guess like we would come up with the chicken challenge. Back. I've got a great idea. Right. So we would do the chicken challenge of the wienership in like a dead time of sports, right? Yeah. Whatever would be the dead time on Regis and Kathy Lee back in the day. Mm. Regis said, I got this guy. He's a little quirky. Let's bring him in and let's try to find him a date. And they basically did a couple episodes worth of a dating show with Re- – with Multiple episodes? I think it was multiple episodes. I think they did like an introductory thing and, you know, let's – and it was like, all right, now let's get some women in here that might be willing to do it. You have women send it in. They bring act back a couple weeks later. Got these women and it's almost like a dating game on Regis and I guess Kathy Lee at the time. I think it was before Kelly. I think whoa, and they go through this whole thing, and Ack ends up going on a date with a woman. Shockingly, it doesn't work out. But yes, Ack was featured, and this was like a thing where like people were into it. They wanted to find the perfect date for this rich Ackerman, who happened to just be friends with Regis.
2: And why didn't it work out?
1: Well, as you can imagine, when Ack's memorizing people's birthdays and stuff like that, <laughs> now take that to another level in life. So you Ak, think Ak, Ak, he blew it? Listen, Ack, I find to be a very friendly man and a very nice man. As a woman, I think you gotta—it's it has got to be the perfect match for act, or it's not going to work. You know, because it just—he's got—he's in his own world sometimes. You know, there are things that are important to act that wouldn't be important to ninety-nine percent
2: of the nation. You mean, like what I was doing on your birthday thirty-five years ago.
1: Right. Like, oh, have you ever been to Red Robin in nineteen eighty-six? No, I haven't. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know, or like. Ack wants to talk to a woman about everybody on Villanova's, you know, Final Four team in the 80s and all their stats. Like, they're not going to do that. So, that's probably my son should be that's why it didn't work out. Ack will tell you it was her fault, but that would be where I'm at with
2: that. I can't believe Rich Ackerman was featured in Regis and Cat- Kathy Lee. I'm fairly
1: certain it was that long ago that it was Kathy Lee. It might have been Kelly. I think you could find this on
2: YouTube too. Oh, my God. I need this. Yeah. So, that that happened. What are they calling the show now after Strahan left? I think it's Michael and Kelly. Oh no, no, Strahan oh, left. Yeah, Strahan left. It's um, I'm
1: here at nine o'clock. I'm not watching that show anymore. It's what's his face that does uh, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah.
2: New Year's Rockin' Eve. Ryan and Kelly, Kelly and Ryan. It's better be Kelly and Ryan because Kelly can throw a fit. She was. That's right. But was Ryan, happy, and, Mike. Ryan and Kelly sounds better than Kelly and Ryan.
1: I'd have to look it up again. We should probably know this. There are competition out there. You know, if you're, you could either go to ABC or go to WatchDa.com. True.
2: But Ric Flair is only cursing on one of them. If there was a Venn diagram of our two audiences, how much of the overlap do you think there is between Kelly and Seacrest versus DA show listeners, D Aliens? 0.9%. <laughs> I think there might be like nine people in the world that have ever watched both, both. episodes.
1: Right. I would agree with that.
2: <laughs> Interesting. And yet,
1: here we are talking about them on our podcast. That's crossover. There you go. That's crossover. All right, Side B, what's coming up on Side B? Uh, Jay Berman's back. we got to get into what I trashed him for with the white noise
2: and just uh, the sights and sounds of Tampa Bay, if you will. Good. I want to hear that. All right, that's Side B coming up right now.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities
2: talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA show and host of Side B on the PGP, joined by Jay Berman, who is just, he keeps getting in this rotation on the PGPs. It's uncanny. Yeah, lucky for you. Yes, lucky for me. Well, let's get right into it. The trip to Tampa Bay is done, another Giants road trip in the books. And as the great Carmine said to me, we're now two for two. We're two for two. Carmine is one of my friends who, or I guess our friends now, who joins us on this trip. We are two for two. We've done two trips. Giants lose, and I I guess let's get right into first of all what I trashed you for on Trash Tuesday. Yeah, which is I heard, I heard you using a white noise app on your iPhone for about a minute and a half, and then that got squashed. Yeah, so I' funny
0: how snoring's okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and here we go If you heard that in the background I'm already gassy again From the fried food I ate So let's just well, How could you sleep with a, with a white noise app? That's the first I, question I can't sleep without one I don't understand why Like who thinks Who even thinks like That's what I need to sleep? I don't know Be- I just, Because I... white, white noise apps Didn't exist when you were a kid So how did you get into that? Used a fan when I was a kid So why could Why did? And you don't think When you're sharing a room With somebody like me It's You just think it's okay it Says to the on?
0: guy who snores like a, Like a hippo I mean, just disrespectful. Disrespectful. I snored every night. Is that what you're saying? You're not as bad as Carmine, but we put a a stop to that.
1: Yes, we did. You should definitely get another room. Yes, we did. So the first night, we stay in Clearwater, and three of us were in one room. We had a suite in Clearwater on the beach. And our other friend, Carmine, was there. We're watching the Thursday night game. We see the Trevathan hit, and we're already back in the room at this point. He buries a bag of bugles. Underneath the covers. Underneath the covers, buried a bag of bugles, a bag of peanut M&M's. Talks about the Trevathan hit, and within six minutes is snoring like a rhinoceros, and you're on a pull-out I sofa. Never heard, I've never heard a human being snore like that. So we were getting a separate room in Tampa for the next three nights, and all three of us, again, were supposed to share a room. We get in— and Not a suite this time. No, we were going to get a cot. The hotel was telling us no cot. I was almost willing to sleep on the floor, and Berman basically— could not push Carmine into another hotel room quick enough. Carmine ends up getting his own hotel room, all because Berman didn't want to hear snoring. And this paved the way for later that night for you to come out with the white noise app. And you still are, are just making excuses. It's not acceptable in America today to sleep with that app. When you're with other people, your
0: wife has to listen to that all night? Yeah, she enjoys it as well. So obviously, I didn't. You shut that down, Woke, awoke from your from your slumber, it sounds just like static, though. Who needs to, like, to me? The there's thing that, different. There's, there's I could sleep with noise, like rain, brown. Well, that's an option. Almost the, you told uh, me the that. Waves are an option. There's a train coming. There's a an air on so, airplane. A fan. Why didn't you all go,
1: options? Why didn't you go through all these? Why'd you pick the most obnoxious one? Then maybe we could have slept I thought with the rain.
0: I because when it's like waves or a train coming or a fan, there's it just it, it's it's interrupted. So it's it's not it's not constant like the white noise app is. Well, all right, well, whatever. I guess we've settled that. The other part of this that listeners wanted to know, and DA
1: asked me on the show, was what was the best thing I ate on the trip, and I had to break the news to DA that. There was never really a a great meal I ate because we just ate bar food every day. We just ate wherever we went. And as you pointed out, I think I mentioned this on the air. I'm going to keep saying I mentioned this on the air.
0: We had not touched a vegetable since Wednesday. I just had a mini carrot. That's my first vegetable since Wednesday. (laughs) My stomach is off the hook. We,
1: We basically went with three bachelors who just wanted to eat wherever they could find chicks. There was no visit to a a dinner, a, a nice steakhouse, anything. So I guess the best thing I ate would be during the Florida State game. I ate some kind of rice bowl at the sports bar. And by the Friday night, we drove, I'm sorry, Sunday night, no place was basically either open or places were shady. Tampa has a lot of weird areas. And we ended up eating back at the hotel bar, watching the second half of Colts and Seahawks.
0: And Jay, what did I order? You ordered poutine, a very large order of poutine. Delicious. A basket of chicken fingers and fries. So now we're doubled up on the fries. Doubled up on the fries and voodoo dust wings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all for me. I put all three plates in front of me and that's how I tried to cope with the giant's loss and you couldn't stop laughing. And and Barry- Did you need the double fries? <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating with a fork. I get the sauce all over my face. So I wouldn't say I ate anything great, but I did eat like crap the entire <laughs> trip. <laughs> dude, you know what I had for dinner Thursday night? During the Thursday night game, we're at a, a rooftop place at Clearwater. My dinner was buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> Yo, and I got an ice cream sundae while bar hopping.
0: Do you realize, I don't know if you remember this, but when you ordered those three things, they brought out wings for someone else first. You knowingly... <laughs> just said they're like who got the whatever wings which were not yours you're like yeah i'll take them it doesn't even matter <laughs> <laughs> i was so hungry i was so hungry and so aggravated and that's
1: the other part why are we aggravated you ask after a great tailgate and a great three days we walk into raymond james stadium in tampa and it was a sunny hot tailgate we sit down it was smoking hot they're doing the coin toss, and you could see these dark oh, clouds yep. black, on the horizon. Black, black, black clouds. Looked, we all looked up and said, oh boy, you know, this could be trouble. And it was, oh, I, I cannot believe the timing of this. As the ball is kicking off the tee, the heavens opened up like I've never seen before. I mean, these raindrops were huge. I think I compared them to flying dogs. I mean, Jay, you could back me up in here. These were the heaviest drops I've ever seen.
0: It was some kind of rain for about, I would say, 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, and it still would come back and forth, a sprinkle throughout the game, but that heavy rain we never dried off. Oh, ew, uh, do you have were, any of your clothes ruined from that? My uh, my flip flops and my shorts are still wet. My, my sneakers I put through
1: the dryer with dryer seats, still not only still wet, stink like uh, like un. You're gonna need some odor eaters, yeah, in Those puppies, unfixable stink. It absolutely is stank, stink everything. Okay, now before we let you go. I'm trying to rattle off this rapid fire. In case you can't tell, Jay is in the middle of doing updates for two jobs here as we tape Side B.
0: The other part of this is it's you— It's really hard to do this in 10 to 12 minutes, but go ahead. Let me let me hear. What's the next stop?
1: You had me do something, Jay, that I've never done in my life. And that happened to be Friday night after about 17 Rum Runners. I was doing Ric Flair style with the drinks. <laughs> I hit the hookah. <laughs> So I, I, these hookah I got bars. i great
0: pictures of it.
1: The, and maybe, and I think Jay has tweeted some out. Or whatever, hookah bars have become very popular in this country. And I don't even understand what it is. I'm not a smoker. I'm so anti-cigarette. I don't even like weed. I'm anti that. Uh, The, the, the stinky winky or whatever you want to call it. I, I'm not into any of that. It's just not me. Give me beers and food and I'm good. So I get a good buzz on. And for whatever reason, they were doing like rent a hookah. Like it was a lawn chair at a beach resort at this bar we were at. And you, my sister, her boyfriend, who are all here at this bar, decide you're going to rent this apparatus with a big tube coming out of it. It looked like a pyramid in Egypt. I, I don't know. And you guys are like, come on, you got to do it. And I'm wearing free Ciroc sunglasses handed out at the bar, a blue giant shirt, and there I am sucking in the hookah. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I'm not coughing. I seem to be enjoying it. And now I got to be frank. I think I'm a hookah addict because I'm ready to hit it again Friday night. You did vomit from it, though. It's... We didn't report on that. That's right. After the hookah, I did go throw up.
0: Which was your second boot of the night. <laughs> I, Friday night, I threw up twice. <laughs> I threw up t- I had I've such never, a hard night. I've never heard, like, booting and rallying is one thing at a bar. I've ne- I Honestly, you've never heard of someone booting twice and <laughs> rallying twice at the same bar. And made it to last call. <laughs>
1: I was just drinking heavy, dark rum in the Rum Runners and smoking hookah. And I threw up twice and kept going. That's the kind of trip that you have when you go out with people with these road trips. And then Saturday, when everybody wanted to go out again, I went out for the Florida State game. We went to the casino, which, by the way, no craps at the Hard Rock in Tampa. Which that is a was one of the worst
0: casinos I've been at.
1: Disgrace. I ended up winning a little money playing backjack. I was in bed by 11 o'clock Saturday. I was the first one in bed.
0: Yeah. Which, now, is that my age or am I a disgrace for that on a trip? No, you're not a disgrace. You, you went hard. You went hard on Friday. And you needed to recover. I I tried to, but then I realized that um, um, Bud Light needed to be needed to be consumed. So I didn't stop. Bud Light by Sunday night. You, we drink so much for four days. I it was like you, motor oil. I told you. I think I must have had two hundred to two hundred and fifty Bud Lights this weekend. <laughs> and not only the Bud Lights, we're drinking the aluminum bottles with the fire, the cannons, with the Bucks logo on them all weekend. Yeah, I, it was. It was like honestly, without being too disgusting. And there's like three to five trips to the bathroom every day since. Biggest, biggest highlight of the trip for you? Um, I would say probably the tailgate, despite the fact that it was, I mean, it must have been close to 100 degrees. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great time. Uh, walking in before the rains came, I was inebriated. And
1: the rain sobered you up real
0: quick. It's, which is so annoying.
1: Yeah, so my, annoying. my highlight would probably be the hookah. Um, but that went well. And if you're looking for a picture of me singing Bootylicious on karaoke. Yeah, and there's video. A video of that, I'm sorry, of me doing Bootylicious on karaoke. You can see that at Jay's Twitter. Uh, Jay, your Twitter plug is? J-A-Y-B-E-R-M-A-N. So that was all part of it. You can follow me at CBS. Uh, thank you guys for being patient while I was out on the DA show. Indy next season. Indy seems to be the plan if the schedule allows for going three for three on this road trips. Thanks, everyone.